Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to episode number 47 of the TTM Sports Show. My name is James Harrison. And my name is James Hounsell. And together we are TTM Sports. Now, in this 47th episode, I can't believe it's 47. We are cl- we are touching 50 now, we're touching it. We are closing in on a bumper 50th episode. But before then, uh, we've just been to watch England again and uh, we're going to talk about Gareth Southgate. Yeah, it's time to have the Southgate debate, I think, James. Yeah. Uh, you know, we saw on the way to the game on Friday, there were the rumours that, you know, reports that he was going to sign a new contract, which would take him through to Euro 2024. Yeah. Um, sparked a huge debate in the car on the way there, obviously. Um, so I think it's time to just have a look, reflect, and see whether, A, we want him to stay, and B, where, where he can take us forward. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I think the biggest issue that England fans would have with Gareth Southgate, I think I share this issue if there is one, is I I think he falls over tactically in crucial, crucial moments. No more so demonstrated. You could argue against Croatia in the World Cup. um, You you could argue that, you know, he he got that wrong and it was a mistake and a learning curve. You haven't been in the job long. But to repeat it against Italy... For me, in probably one of the biggest games at all, of all, it was a bit of a cardinal sin. And I know that's probably not the, the popular uh, consensus. I mean, the, the debate in the car that we had um, was, was one person was saying, well, we lost on penalties. How dare you criticise him? But the reality is it wouldn't have got to penalties if he would have acted. Now, I, I my personal opinion on Gareth Southgate, I'd keep him as England manager, most definitely into Euro 2024 after the Euros. I think that's the right call. No doubt we have stability. You know, we took us over, you know, from the Sam Allardyce debacle and a few months before that, the lowest of the low against Iceland. Uh, for me, I'd keep him, but I think he needs to look at those crucial moments. Um, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Um, I 
I'm actually feel a bit differently about Southgate because if you take him, if you give him the contract now and it takes him through till 2024, not that I got a problem with Southgate, absolutely not. But if we go to the World Cup in Qatar and we really struggle, and you've just given him another contract, at the moment his contract is up after the the next World Cup. Now World Cups can be, you know, career defining for people, especially managers, uh, and you might just want a clean break after that not not through any you know not to say he hasn't done well yeah. in the past but if you get to that World Cup and it just goes horribly wrong well there's an opportunity to all have a clean break there and you can go off and say right okay maybe I'm going managing club football now or you know the FA can say look I'm uh, Gareth you know you've, you've got us this far but maybe it's time for us to go in a different direction I think it would be best for everyone if, we, if he doesn't sign the contract until after the World Cup um, you talk about the crucial moments yes uh, we know he came unstuck in you know the big moments, but the but the fact that we're at those big moments where we haven't been anywhere near them really, you know, we had Sven Goran Eriksson was our manager for what yeah, four but, or five years, but, but and we honest, never got mate, anywhere near those. Yeah, moments. but let's look at let's look at Sven and in big tournaments. We went to three tournaments with Sven. Um, we went to the 2002 World Cup. We got beat by Brazil with a fluky goal. All right, you can give that. Uh, that's fine. No yeah. issue for me. Quarterfinal of the World Cup, exactly. Fine, in my opinion, Euro 2004, we lost on penalties to Portugal in Portugal. I thought that was unlucky. I don't think tactically did anything wrong there. Um, I would then argue World Cup 2006, we weren't good. Um, Again, we lost to Portugal. Yes, Ronaldo did a Ronaldo thing, petulance, um, but we still lost on penalties. And I also think that we weren't good in that tournament, James. We weren't Um, good in 2006. We struggled past Ecuador. Yeah, Beckham free kick from 45 yards. Um, (laughs) Um, I I just don't don't think it was good. I don't don't think that that was good. I think, um, you know, so you look at Ericsson, I think he done well for England, but I also think that Gareth Southgate, in comparison, you know, let's be brutally honest. Now, this isn't going to be a very popular opinion. I think you're going to know what I'm going to say. The runs that we've had in them World Cups have been very favourable. However, I understand that you only have to beat what's in front of you, and he did what was expected of him. But Croatia? Yeah, I mean, the Croatia game, though, but the thing is that the, the, at the time, we weren't expected to get that far in that World Cup. I know that the expectation is different now than it was then, but you've got to think about at the time, the expectation was that we would go there, get out of the group and see what happened. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Lower that tournament. Yeah. Um, so the fact that we made it to the semi-final, I think at that point, we, you know, it was such a big achievement to get to that semi-final. I think we just came up short in the end. I think as well, you know, you look at the, the team we had then, you played a lot of the same players throughout the whole tournament. We went to extra time with Colombia. Um, yeah, of course, we like breeze past. Sweden yep. in the quarters but by the time we got to the semis I think we'd kind of gone as far as that team was probably capable of getting mentally mentally um, because, and physically as well well um, you know I beg um, to differ there the Premier League players they're young English Premier League players playing in the top 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 league for fitness in the world I think physically they should have been up to it. I think mentally they were that young I don't think they did have the cojones but then again going 1-0 up and we were like, again 20 minutes away or was it 11 minutes away from no, a World was, Cup final 22 minutes away James I'm not being funny I've won the World Cup with England on Football Manager. And I know it's not the same, but it still takes a bit of that tactical nous to get you there. And when I'm under the pump, yeah, I was under the pump big style against Belgium in my semi-final. Yeah, big, the players were knackered on fitness. I had suspensions. And when I was leading 1-0 with 11 minutes to go, I did what all England managers should do. You take off one of your attackers, you bring on a CDM, you change your formation, you tighten up and you see it out. Gareth Southgate didn't, he just kept it the same. And then he kept it the same again against Italy. But this time, 
This was from 35 minutes. And you could see us going back and back and back but we've and always, back. we've always played that, that. You remember back to the games. You remember against Argentina in 2002. We went 1-0 up with the penalty from Beckham. We didn't get out of our half for the rest of the game. But we hung on and hung on and hung on. And it was always the way with England. We've always been a team like that. It's probably in the DNA of England to sink back in once you go in front. Um, because you've got to remember, we haven't been to a major final since 1966. Mentally, as a, as a nation, as a group of players, as a mentality throughout the whole thing... Do you think we froze? I don't think we froze. We won I just don't think we've got that... We don't think we've got that... Big, big final experience. Yeah, what you exactly. Need. We, you you know, mean we, Holl- the Holland effect? Three finals, three defeats? Yeah, we've only been in around... You know, really, we've only been back at the top table probably since... The 2018 World Cup. Yeah. For the for the time before that, we were a team with a lot of promise, a lot of big stars, and, you know, but never really did anything. Well, James, I'll, I'll throw this out at you. I've got a couple more points on this as well. First and most foremost, right now, we have probably the greatest, even better than the 2006 Golden Generation. We probably have the biggest crop of young English superstar players. And these this isn't just English Premier League transfer tax on these guys. This isn't just reputation. They're genuinely bona fide how many wonder kids have we got in that team yeah. at the moment? Let, let's reel a couple off. Jude Bellingham, Jaden Sancho, yeah? That's Sancho. two. Trent Alexander-Arnold. Straight away, there's four players that we've just reeled off. Mason Greenwood, another yeah. one. You Phil know? Foden. Phil Foden. And, and, and we could go Mason on and Man. on. Again, and these are wonder kids, you know? Yeah. And, and they're mixed with the experience of Harry Kane, a world-class striker. You know, the Ian Poulter of England in goal, Jordan Pickford. Yeah. I, I think he... he We've got what I'm trying to say is we've got a massive uh, an array of attacking talent, but this manager is very very defensive minded. Now the argument is yes, but he's used he's used that defensive now because one he was a defender himself, and two it's getting us to the big games. How, what I'm trying to say is is it's getting us to the big games. But when we get to that big game, do you go for it? Well, international football is very different to club football in the sense that. Because you're players, you've got a constant revolving door of players, really. You don't yeah. ever get, um, you know, the same, like, continuity that you do at club level. Yeah, sure. So, international football is very much about the system, the formation, and, and the tactics over... Sometimes it's personnel, is it's square pegs and square holes. Yes. So, for, for example, someone like a Ashley Young, who wasn't the greatest player in 2018. He was sort of, you know, almost coming towards the end of his top, you know, elite experience. level clip. He was career. the Milner. But he was the right man that fit the system at that time. Yes. Um, so you're talking, when you get to the back end of tournaments, you know, semi-finals and finals of Euros and World Cups, it is elite tacticians that are getting over the line and then you're relying on the personality and the, the emotion and the heart and the So the you mean someone like of, Jordan Henderson would have been perfect to start that final ahead of someone like uh, maybe Calvin Phillips? Uh, no, because they did well throughout the tournament. I would have, however, used Henderson better and bolstered the midfield with him quicker than he did. But After 35 minutes, James... After 35 minutes, as an England manager, I'd have been having flashbacks against Croatia and go, okay, we're going back, we're going back, we're going back. The crowd will get rested. You could yeah, see if, it. Yeah, you could see back, it. Yeah, but if you're going back and you're going back and you're going back, you take off an attacker and bring on a midfielder, you're, you, that, in, that then... Allows that ma- going back to be sealed. I see what you're saying. It, it's a confirmation that you have gone back. Yeah. However, if you're fighting a war, okay, with you, you're fighting someone with a tank, you've got a sword. What do you do? You take it off and bring on some heavy armoury to fight back. 
Do you see what I'm saying? To grab it by the scruff of the neck, grab it by the short and curlies and pull hard. Now, uh, I'm talking also, I want to talk, before we go into some more analytical aspects of Gareth Southgate's reign and, and then looking at, you know, potentially next manager odds and, and players that he should have given a game to and he hasn't, etc., etc. I want to talk about the Nations League because me, for sure, um, I I was very, very, very angry with Gareth Southgate. And I know it's very difficult to, after he's just got us to a semi-final of a World Cup and then mm. following that, a final of the Euros. Don't get, I don't want him sacked. I don't want him sacked. I want him to stay. I just want him to wise up a little bit. Uh, I know that sounds extremely hard. Who the hell am I? I've never managed a team in my life. Do you know? I wasn't a very good player. In fact, I was bang average and awful. But the reality <laughs> is, is I think I know enough about I think I know enough about the game to see something that the average fan could see. The frustration was was in the Nations League. He played the kids, and we could have won yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. could have won that. Yeah, yeah. I think. What's your opinion on his Nations League's performance for England? Well, Nations League, we, we did well. We didn't really know what the Nations League was the first time round, did we? Until we sort of it dawned on us, oh, we're in the semi-final of the Nations League. We've got to go and go to Portugal and uh, play. Yeah, yeah, so you take the kids, yeah? Yeah, yeah, and, and, he, and he missed a bit of a trick there where, you know, we could have got, like like you've said before, James, you can get in there early because the Nations League eventually will become quite a prestigious Like tournament. the Euros. My dad's always told me when the Euros come around, it was seen as a bit of a a bit of a side party, a bit of a bit of fun, you know? But the reality is, as it's gone forward, it's become a major, major, major trophy. Win the Nations League, get World Cup qualification, you know? So, or, or, or very highly seeded in World Cup qualification, something like that. I can't remember the, analy- no, no, the no, analytics around that. No, what, you, no, what that. you get is, well, it, it's weird. I'm not, not sure completely, but I know that Scotland through a performance in their Nations League group the first time round, that then gave them uh, into a playoff position for Euro 2020 qualifying. That's actually how they qualify for Euro 2020. I think this is, I think I know how this works now. So for instance, if you have like, so they're all divided up into groups and let's just pick a minnow like the Faroe Islands that we know very, very well. Won their Nations League group, that would have automatically then put them into a qualifier to qualify for the World Cup. No. Because then, or are they not in the top seeds the to top qualify? Seeds, so, so, so the bottom groups like the Faroe Islands, Gibraltar, if I they win, they play off to get to get into it. It's a very, very, very. It's not cut and dry. I think it goes one, two, three, four. Yeah. So your ones is your Englands, Italy's, Italy, Spain, yeah. Denmark, Switzerland. Then you Holland. go down to your but Ukraine. Then, that's then split into I think two groups or three groups. It must be four groups actually. Four groups of three. Yeah. You play each other twice. So what's that? Four groups of three. My maths isn't great. Then the twos would be like your Scotland's Republic of Ireland, Wales, Ukraine, you, yeah, Sweden, uh, yeah, Sweden, Norway, yeah. Then your freeze is sort of like the Fair- Northern the Islands. Faroe Islands. No, I would say Northern Ireland would be more like a two. Then you've got like the Faroe Islands, uh, Malta, uh, Liechtenstein, Latvia, and then your fours is Andorra, like San Marino, San Marino. Andorra, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, actually, I would say Liechtenstein. Yeah, team, it would be yeah, in there. You know, team, Macedonia. Gibraltar. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what we're saying works. is, but in these top groups of the Nations League, so if you're Scotland, for instance, in these Nations League, they'll be in group two or three. If they were to win their Nations League group, they would then receive a playoff shot automatically. So doesn't that make a mockery of the actual FIFA World Cup qualification process? Uh, no, because I think... Uh, you're rewarded. this time round, with, with the World Cup qualifying, Scotland have got... They, they finished second in their group now, guaranteed. So they now go into the playoffs for the World Cup. This was for the Euros 2020. But obviously mm. what you've got to remember is the Euros has got more teams and more spaces to fill. And it's the UEFA Nations League. So I think yeah. it works for the Euros, but I think for the World Cup, we just stick to a yeah, traditional yeah. qualifying yeah, outlay. Um, right, so so we've spoke about the Nations League. We've agreed that, that he probably didn't take it seriously. And I think going forward, it's something that we need to take seriously. Um, and now... I want to look at his uh, performance against... Uh, I want to look at his losses. 
I want to look at who Gareth Southgate has actually lost to. So we know he lost to Belgium twice. Ten games he's lost. Yep, he's lost ten. So he's lost twice to Belgium at the 2018 World Cup. The first game in the group stages, you could argue, was a dead rubber. But I remember at the time when we played them, they were saying the route to go was to win your group. Was uh, to win no, the group. No, no, because Belgium... Because we finished second and got Colombia. Yeah, but Belgium went through and they ended up with... Well, they played Japan, Brazil... And then they lost. So basically, what, what I'm trying to say is at the time, that was labelled as a big game. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then obviously we lost in the third place playoff. For me, that's a medal. I think that's very important yeah, to me. Yeah, I would like to finish third. And then obviously the semi-final against Croatia. Okay. Again, we have different opinions on that. Me as an England fan knows that that Croatia team was good. It was a top 10 bona fide outfit, but we're England. I think that Croatia team was, was, a gold, was the golden generation side you look at the players they had at the time Rakitic yeah Madrid, four, four or five four Harris, or five world-class players um, but also four or five bang average players um I, I would then look at we lost to Spain at home 2-1 in the Nations League again was he treating it properly but then again we won in the return um and we've also then lost to I mean who else have we lost to we've after lost that to qualify against the Czech Republic on the way um we've lost in a Nations League obviously the Nations League games against uh, Holland um so he's lost he's lost 10 games so out of 60 games, he's lost 10. 67 games. 10, 20 games 10 have been losses. against minnows. Do you know what I mean? But, <laughs> yeah, but it's every, true. Yeah but, yeah, but you could say that about any international manager, unless you're... Well, I just think he falls over tactically in the most intense of moments. Now, I hope, is, yeah, third time lucky, true, I hope, but, like, Qatar's not cut and dry, mate. That could go one or two ways. That oh, could go no, a disaster, or it go, I don't think we'll be bang average. I think it will be a disaster, or it will be absolutely fantastic for us. We've got, I think we've got I, experience now. I go, yeah, I go. I would go into that tournament. We're going to qualify. Let's be honest. Like, we're going to qualify. Oh, it's done. We've got to get a point in San Marino. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, so it's done. Um, we could play as part of that England team and still get the result. <laughs> well, I think I'd do a job in there. As long as <laughs> I have plenty of legs around me, I could sit in front of that back four against San Marino. I'd say the car walker take the night off, and uh, I'll just ping a couple of beautiful balls at the wing, as you know I can do. Um, but yeah, I mean, we go into that World Cup. Let's say because the World Cup, World Cup group stage, you're mm. going to get a decent side in there. Let's say we're going to get a decent, maybe a, a side from South America and one of one of the, one of the uh, decent European sides. So we could go in there. And we could end up with you know in our group, we might have Colombia in our group, for example. We know we know from the last World Cup are a good side, not as good now because obviously Hamas Rodriguez and Falcao are just sort of the wrong side of it. But you never know. Um, so, but I would go into that tournament and I would expect us to qualify from the group. I expect us to qualify from every World Cup, regardless of, of whether Sam Allardyce is the manager or Pat I think Guardiola. from the group, but then from there, we both know it's a lottery. If you there, end up yeah. with Portugal next round, you're playing at altitude and high humidity, big, big temperature. You've moved it to the winter because it's so bloody hot. Um, if you get a South American team in that knockout round, that's not cut and dry for me. I think that's very, very difficult. Now, I would almost just go as far as saying I wouldn't give him a bye for the World Cup. I do expect some respectability because we've built so much I would, I would but I'll like be targeting to, Euro 2024 I would like to get to the at least the quarterfinals of the World Cup yeah um, and, and I'll say we've got to win 2024 if we, if we go out in the quarters to Italy or to Brazil Argentina Brazil you say okay fair enough yeah like, unless it's we, not a 5-0 drubbing or something like yeah. that if we lose 2-1 and it's not gone our yeah, way we go out on yeah. penalties to Brazil yeah. and yeah. you know and Neymar's had the game of his life yeah. and, and, you, you can know, expect you, that you can say, I think there's what happens, a lot of these James? games come down what happens James if we go out to uh, if, if we go out to let's just pl- pluck one you know, uh, you know what happens if we go out to you know, the Ivory Coast yeah. I was going to say the same thing if we go, <laughs> if we go out to the Ivory Coast 
in the knockout rounds of the World Cup, well, I'd it, be it's, it's another Iceland, isn't it? I mean, what happens if, you know, for instance, you take that and then we get to Euro 2024, okay? And he's still the manager. Well, England managers usually do well when it's their last tournament and they've announced they're leaving, believe it or not. Mm. And I'm telling you now, I think the Ducks are lining up for us to do something. One, it's in Germany. It's on our doorstep. Two, tickets will be at a premium a premium that will be mini England it will it, and there will be people yeah. coming out the woodwork and you know as I say off off air I go to every England home game and try to get some away games to get my caps up because I'm going and the reality is it's in Germany so the weather will fa- will favour us the humidity will favour us the altitude will favour us and all these things do come into play I don't care what anybody says they do and I, and I also think that these guys you, you're talking your Phil Foden's your Mason Greenwood's you, these young young players Trent Alexander-Arnold will now be starting to come into their prime one area that does probably concern me would be centre back then however I, I think um, they'll be coming into their prime and I would put us right in the mix uh, for Euro 2024 what's your assumption on that? Yeah I, mean, I, I personally I don't like to look beyond the next tournament um, so uh, 2024, yeah, um, absolutely, we're going to be, in, if we've got this same group of players, which we're going to have. So yeah, absolutely, I think we're, for the next, I think we're sorted for the next 10 years. Um, I would say up until 2026 in America is when we're sorted too, but I don't think Southgate would be in charge then. Um, no, I so don't either, but this is what I'm saying. It brings what, us nicely saying, on, doesn't James. it? So if, if we say, for example, after Qatar, it doesn't go well. We go out to the Ivory Coast, for example. We go out to Japan. Um, well, England managers are not afraid then, of walking, but is, does this guy like money? So, you know, we know the payoffs are important. I don't know. But yeah, so let's let's play the scenario then. Um, we fail to qualify. We we lose against San Marino. Yeah. Um, on Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever it is. We lose against San Marino 1-0. Um, we don't qualify for the World Cup. And uh, Southgate is immediately sacked. Who do we bring in? So we've got do the Do any odds. of these names excite you is what I'm going to ask you. So the next England manager odds at the moment, as it stands, Dean Smith, who's just uh, gone to Norwich, 5-1. to one. Does that excite you? Yes. As an ex, as a, as an ex-Walsall manager, yes. I know it does, but, but take that out of it. Tactically, I think he's better than Southgate, but that's another story. <sighs> okay. Sean Dyche? More of a man-manager. I'm not sure about the tactical element. Could he be uh, Allardyce 2.0? Yeah, does that excite you, though, as an England manager? But then again, did uh, Gareth Southgate excite anyone? Exactly. I, I think Dean Smith, for me. Anyhow, 10-1? Uh, to 1. Well, he'll be available in 2024, because obviously he's just gone to Newcastle, and we both know it's going to be a Mark Hughes effect. So, you but know, we're, talking 20, we're talking now. We're, we're talking after the World Cup, let's say. So yeah. this time next year. Um, these are the ones for me, I think. Lampard and Gerrard. I think, for me, it's got to be one of them. It's got to be one. Well, of, if you opinion. look at the two, I'd go with uh, Gerrard every time. Yeah, I would absolutely. I don't like Frank Lampard at all. He's played for uh, West Ham and Chelsea, so therefore I automatically don't like him. But um, it's amazing. Yet yeah, as players, they were uh, rivals, and as managers, it's the same sort of thing. But Gerrard's their, their one career is a parallel, aren't they? Well, out of uh, out of every single season that Gerrard's been with Rangers, they've uh, qualified for the second round of the uh, Europa League. And remember where he picked Rangers up from. Aribo was brought in for fifty thousand pounds. He's now worth fifteen million. He brought in Glen Kamara for fifty thousand pounds also as well. How much is he worth now? Twenty, thirty million. No, you know? come on, mate. He Glenn is in, t- in today's market. No, today's market. He's worth that. No, he's Do you not. know what? While we're on air, I'm going to go on to transfermarket.com and I'm going to have a look and see how Glen Kamara's worth. Just, just keep talking. Keep yeah, talking. just, just in case anyone's not aware of who Glen Kamara is, he's a Rangers midfielder, centre midfielder, Finland international. Um, signed from Falkirk, someone like that. James, was it Dundee? That's correct. 
about three years ago on initially a loan which was made permanent. Well, he's like saying here he's worth five point four million. But then put the player tax on top of that. Oh, you're right, looking about player, fifteen million. Uh, who's going to pay fifteen million for it? Well, Arsenal are interested in him, weren't they? They believe he used to be in their academy. They're not going to sign him back. Well, Man United did with Pogba, but that's all right, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, so what we've established is that Glenn Kamara, on a, off on a bit of a tangent here, but Glenn Kamara is not worth anywhere near £30 million. <laughs> Good player, don't get me wrong, not worth £30 million. Um, I would say, yeah, Gerard Lampard, it's, that's for me, I think it's a natural step to have one of those guys in charge. I think that would really get the, um, well, Sky Sports would be all over it because it would be just clickbait for days. But um, yeah. So we'll go with, uh, I would be happy with Dean Smith or Gerard. Yeah, would you be happy with Dean Smith? Yeah, I would. Be, yeah, I would. I think tactically he's got just, enough about him and I think he's a good man manager. Uh, I think he'll also bring in, he'll do what <coughs> England fans would more. What I think he's a perfect medium between an ultra-defensive manager and an ultra-attacking manager. All England fans want a massive attacking manager to play beautiful football and win. We know that's not going to happen. What we've got is the other end of the spectrum is we're winning, but it's boring. It's boring. It, it at yeah. times. It come on. It has yeah, been in, very, yeah, interna- very boring. All international football is boring. Really? At times. Really? Yeah, of course it is. Even unless you're watching Moldova against Liechtenstein, it's no, no. If you're watching, five. no. If you're watching Brazil against Portugal, that's entertaining. End to end games. I think for me, yeah, Dean, we've had some entertaining but games I think in major I think Dean Smith. You just look who he play. He'll play Grealish for a start. And Grealish would play well for him, you know. I think your Foden's of the world and these guys. But that's my personal opinion. You may laugh listening to this podcast and he's off his rocker. Dean Smith, but wherever he's been, he's done well. Yeah, but where has he been? Warsaw. With Brentford. no transfer budget. Hold on a minute, hold on a minute. He was, uh, was at Warsaw with no transfer budget. No transfer budget. It did extremely that well there. He went to Brentford at the beginning of the project. He took them on and left Brentford on his own accord to go to Aston Villa, may I add. And look where Brentford have now gone. You know, the manager there has took over from Dean Smith and carried on the work. It's I not think, like he I started it on uh, his own. I think you've got to give some credit to Mark Warburton in there as well. Well, yeah, OK. But 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 I think Dean Smith was the one that took him on. Uh, and from there, he's went to Aston Villa. He got he took over. They were out, what, 15th, 16th in, in, in the championship and they got promoted that season. Yeah, and he's established them in the Premier League. You can't knock that. But Chris, so what more Chris has he got Hute, to do for Chris, you? Well, Chris Hewton got Brighton promoted at the championship. He also won the, won the championship with Norwich and with... Well, Chris Hewton's um, out there Newcastle. about 24 to 1. Yeah, but would you be happy with Chris Hewton? He also did, he also did respectably well and kept Brighton in the Premier League for three yeah, seasons. Yeah, why not? Why, why wouldn't you give him a chance? You know, for me, Sean Dyche doesn't excite me. I like him as a character, and he's more of a man manager, but I think it would be ultra-defensive, long ball. We, we're not about that anymore. We've now evolved. Finally, England have evolved after 20, 30 years of asking us to evolve from the long ball 4-4-2. That would be a step back in time for me. Eddie Howe, um, look, he's only ever done it at one club, which is Bournemouth. He did go to Burnley temporarily. It went horribly yeah, wrong. Um, we'll see what happens at Newcastle. If he does well at Newcastle, I'll be very interested to see how he does at Newcastle. I think his transfers great. have something to be desired sometimes well, I mean Dominic Solanke well there you go uh, and then obviously Lampard did very well at Derby he did very very well at Derby County he did he, he, he did he did however they had the biggest budget in the league and they didn't and they didn't get promoted it Good was actually point. Dean Smith's Aston Villa that got promoted ahead of him that season. Exactly. And and in terms of Chelsea, well, look, you can argue and say, oh, he didn't have anyone to buy, he didn't buy anyone. He did. He started off that season with those players and then Tuchel took it to another level. Yeah, and I mean, that's that just the difference. That show that they yeah. had the right players there, but they didn't have the right manager. Exactly. Steven Gerrard, um, he'd done extremely well with the Liverpool youth setups, winning games there. He's obviously got 
a lot of coaching experience, especially at Liverpool and been coaching for a couple of years. He then went to Rangers and he picked them up from the mess that was left over there. I mean, I remember going up to watch Rangers against Kilmarnock and we lost 2-1 at Hamden Park. Funnily enough. You know, that was difficult to take. We have just just name-checked him. Gerard actually took over the reins at Rangers from Mark Warburton. Well, there you go. Actually, no, there was a Portuguese guy It was Pedro, because you knew it sounded like that. Yeah, he was awful. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, Gerard, he he stopped 10 in a row, which was very important. Uh, And then also, for for Rangers fans, that's very, very, very important. Um, And in terms of Gerard, I think his style of play is really good. I really enjoy his attacking style of play. He does well in Europe. He's very good. Um, And then tactically as well, he's actually been shown to be quite good. And to stop that Celtic dominance, just stop it, nip it in the bud immediately. Mm. Um, I I think he's done well. Look, I would talk Steven Gerrard up. I'm a Liverpool fan. He's a hero. But as a manager and being a realistic sports writer, journalist, podcast host and radio host and someone who knows the game, I think tactically... He's got more about him than Gerard. than Frank Lampard. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I, 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 I think he has, and I, I think he'd do well for England because he loves England. Not to say Lampard doesn't. I would say well, but I, I think know, he's actually, more emotionally attached. You know, what would you say is a bigger achievement? Winning the SPL with mm. Rangers at that time, mm. or finishing fourth in the Premier League with Chelsea with a transfer embargo? But look at the but bearing in look mind, where he bearing started in mind, from. They did, have, they did have a transfer ban, although they'd already agreed a deal to sign Pulisic. So we walked in the door and Pulisic was handed to him on a plate yep. for sixty million. Yeah, and also they made the Kovacic loan permanent. They were allowed to make that permanent because the obligation to buy. What's he ever done in up. Europe? Uh, you saw Rangers record in Europe and the and the clubs they're beating in Lampard, Europe. Where did they get to in the Champions League with Lampard the first season, or were they even in it? Well, it's irrelevant as far as I'm concerned. Steve Gerrard's um, walked all over him. Um, so that, that's that. Um, but don't get me wrong, I like Lampard. If he was to be England manager, I'd support him. I'd back him. I think he's a good manager, a good young manager. I just think Gerrard's better. I think Lampard's bottled. He's, duck, he's ducked some jobs. Yeah, yeah. He thinks he's too good for him. So, for example, in the summer, Crystal Palace job. If he'd have been interested in that job, he could have got that job. Yeah. He really wanted to go and get it. The England under 21 job. Do you think he's football snobbery? Yeah, on his part, yeah. I mm. get it. He's, mm. he, he does come across as arrogant. Um, so Lampard if he really wanted the under 21 job well who would you give it to Lee Carsley or Frank Lampard Lee Carsley and the reason why I give coach. it to him because he's he's got coaching credentials yeah, but, if you yeah, know so the game Frank, Lee yeah, so is Frank Lampard because he's well he's managed at a big age yeah I, can, I get so. that but Lee Carsley's work with the youngsters his entire yeah, life has, yeah, at and, multiple and clubs part of the, the you know the natural progression in, in like it's part of the FA and all that but so, Lampard, so you know, but you know Lampard would I'd, I'd support him but the Norwich job he's just ducked the Norwich job yeah. he was the front runner it was shut he can't take the Rangers job it was a done deal can't because Gerrard's just left but that was a done deal that Lampard was going to be the Norwich manager suddenly he's pulled out didn't fancy it and Dean Smith's in there straight away a week after being sat by Aston Villa ready to get his hands dirty that's, uh, that's you the know, difference. And that's what I don't like about Lampard. Yeah, so Graham Potter. Um, I'll be quite happy with Graham Potter. I think he plays a really entertaining brand of football. Yeah. Did really well in Sweden. And uh, uh, I, I think tactically in that. He's very good. He's very good, actually. Did I don't really think well he'd have us if we were on the rack. You know he'd make the change. You know he'd make the change. Yeah. I think the difference between Potter and Dean Smith is I think that Dean Smith, may the emotion might get the better of him. Whereas I think Graham Potter is more cold. I think he's more ice cool in in yeah. those situations. Um, yeah, I, I like Potter. I think that's a good bet at twelve to one to be the next England manager. But we don't know what on earth is going to happen in between now and then. So just very quickly before we round up, um, um, obviously players that we think he hasn't given a fair shout to. So uh, we've listed them. For me, Trent Alexander-Arnold. 
uh, immediately. Um, I think needs to get more game time for England. Uh, Jack Grealish, he's, uh, I think he's been put in there because let's be honest, when he was at Villa, he was ignoring. Yeah, exactly. he was ignoring. As soon as he went to Man City, he started. He started playing games. him. Uh, and that was frustrating. James Madison, I think, has got a case to have no, a few more not appearances. Me. Not uh, Callum Wilson, definitely. Uh, we love Callum Wilson on it's the just injuries. Sports show. We, yeah, we'd love that. And I believe, and trust me, if he was in about, fit in about ten years' time when he's retired and nobody's interested in Callum, Wilson we will anymore, be. We will be. Well, you heard it here first on Sunday, the fourteenth of November, at about quarter past eight in the evening. We name check Callum Wilson. So TTM Sports Show. Who knows where we'll be then? Uh, look forward to that one. Who else? Mason Greenwood, yeah. I don't understand what's going on there. Um, Apparently he had a meeting with his parents to say we have to wait until 2022. Right. Is this punishment for Iceland, where he lured Phil Foden in? I don't know. I don't know. But at the end of the day, Phil Foden came out of that situation and he's starting in the Euros. Exactly. So, you know, well, nothing clearly happened because, do you know what I mean, he hasn't been banned or anything, but there's something going on yeah, because no, he's not playing it. But he did pick him and he left him out of the squad for the Euros or he said he was injured. I think there's an attitude problem with Greenwood and I think you'll see over the next couple of years he'll become the next... Rashford. Deli Alley, the next um, James Madison, you know, the, too much too soon. Um, and, and then there's an attitude problem, no, no real desire to get through to that next And level. the last one for me, um, I've actually warmed to him. I've really warmed to him. And that's Jesse Lingard. And I, I warmed to him when he went to West Ham. Because at Man United, the team are not playing well. We think, oh, he's overrated. This guy's another Tom Cleverley. Um, but but as far as I'm concerned, he went to West Ham. He was incredibly good. He was, but what? but the thing with Lingard is... And we're talking way off subject here because Lingard, I think he has had chances for England. He's never let. Well, us we've down. got a hat trick in his last game, and he's never let the he's never let the national no, team he down. He scores and makes assists. He's not playing for his club, and it's another thing that I think about Lingard. Right, if you had anything about you, anything. But he about was told you, he would play. That's why he never left. He had the chance to go to West Ham, and Solskjaer has said to him allegedly that uh, that that you stay with us, you'll play. I I think if you're Jesse Lingard in the summer, you walk into Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, you say right. Am I in your best eleven? If I am not, I'm going. But then, and, and, but, but the reality that, is, you don't know what conversations you. have been had behind the lines. Yeah, I'm I think telling you, you know, now, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer didn't look at Jesse Lingard in the summer and say, "You're going to be in my best eleven. You're going to start all the big games." You, you know, mm. nine times out of ten, you're in my team because I'm because I'm. If I'm know. Stephen Gerrard, that's a player I'm looking at, especially if I'm Eddie Howe as well. Um, so look, that that wraps it up. So where are you <laughs> at with Gareth Southgate? I'm, I think keep him until Euro 2024. After Euro 2024, come come rain or shine. I think you take every... This is my opinion to all international football, really. Tournament by tournament? Tournament by tournament. So I think we keep him till after the 2022 World Cup. I put on record, I love Southgate. But yeah, keep him till after 2022. Yeah. And if we do all right in the 2022, yeah. let's say, yeah, Gareth, you're our man. Crack on to the Euros. Good stuff. So that was episode number 47 of the TTM Sports Show. We've got a couple of cracking interviews coming up. We're not going to re- uh, reveal any names or names because knowing our luck, we'll be sat on Zoom ready for these guys to come in and talk to us and they probably won't show. Um, but we do have a couple of quality interviews coming up and we have to start putting the feelers out there because we have a bumper 50th episode that will be coming up for you and it really isn't to miss. We might even chuck a bit of money at the promotion. But that was episode number 47 of the TTM Sports Show. <coughs> It was the grand Gareth Southgate debate. My name is James Harrison. And my name is James Hounsell. And we'll see you again very, very soon. Network. 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.